1: Welcome to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. Dr. Levine is a doctor of internal medicine and is ready to take your calls at 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. You can listen to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on the air, online at klvi.com or on your phone with the free iHeartRadio app. Now, here's Dr. Levine.
2: I know they play it every week, but I just never get tired of that song. The Bee Gees, they 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 said it. They knew it already back in the day. Staying alive. That's why I'm here. Good morning, Southeast Texas radio listeners. Dr. Levine here once again Saturday morning, 8 to 9. KLVI answering medical questions, trying to make it easier for you because it is confusing out there when it comes to healthcare. It shouldn't be, but it is and uh that's why i'm here today to hopefully make it easier for you because it's sometimes confusing to me especially dealing with, dealing with insurance companies they make it really really complicated <laughs> so um but hey keep your head up and uh, work strong every day and uh believe it or not at some point it gets easier and it's better so 896 klvi or 1-800-330-klvi klvi is the number here and the phone lines are open and the doctor is in. Anyway, while we wait on phone calls, hopefully your summer is going fairly well. It is very hot out there, as we know. You know, I'm a big fan of the cold temperatures, but we gotta tolerate this heat for a few more months before we get to the cold temperatures. And uh, hopefully, like I say, you're protecting yourself from that heat. Uh, you know, we do see a spike in heat-related illnesses during the summertime, um, you know, dehydration. We talk. We've tried to encourage everybody to try and, excuse me, protect that skin while you're out there mowing your grass or in your, your job working, all the vacations involving the beach and the water and the coast. Protect your skin. You know, get your sunscreen, big hats, and your jackets and stay hydrated. Remember, try to drink water. That is the best beverage out there known to man as water. Now, you can flavor it. We just don't want you to sweeten it. And yes, the artificial sweeteners are okay for a brief time period. Uh, they've looked at patients consuming artificial sweeteners every day, all the time, for extended periods of time. And they are no more healthier than patients who just consume regular sugar. And, you know, there's all sorts of sugars out there. There's synthetic sugars. There's natural sugars. Um, You know, a lot of people fool themselves a lot of times when they try to get around that and they will use uh, honey. um, They put honey in their coffee and they make themselves think that, uh, hey, they're not doing anything wrong. Honey is natural. It comes from bees. That's the, that's nature. That's mother nature. It's got to be good for you. No, it's still sugar. And if you're doing it every day, it's, it's not good for you. I mean, I think the, the scientists and the experts out there who look at health and nutrition and the combination and the relationship have pretty much all agreed that daily consumption of sugar is just not a good thing for you. And if you're trying to be healthy, then that's something that you should prioritize and that you should try to avoid. It doesn't mean you can never have honey in your coffee. It just means you shouldn't make it a regular thing and think that you're doing something good for you. The consumption of coffee has sometimes been under attack, but as far as I know, based on my understanding, a couple of cups a couple of cups a day is not a big deal. Um, just don't put all the junk in it. I think that's when we go wrong. We put all these uh, things in it to make it tolerable, I guess, to flavor it. And like I said, most of the time, flavoring is just that. It's just flavor. And as long as it's not sweetness or some sort of sweetener, then I think you're okay. That's that's when the benefits of coffee seem to uh, go down. And uh, remember that uh, it's not just one thing that you do. It's a whole kind of system approach that you have to do to be healthy. You know, you can't just consume this one vitamin or one mineral or this one tablet or collection of tablets or some sort of mega strong powder that uh, you saw on television that somebody promoted or maybe your relative promoted and they feel better, you know, it's never going to be about that. Uh, You can fool yourself, give yourself a false sense of security. Uh, That's all fine and dandy if you think it makes you feel good, it gives you energy. Hey, that's fine. But there's nothing out there like that. I'm, I'm on the inside. If that was the case, I would certainly be promoting it. You have to do a few things on a regular basis. Not just one thing, but a few things on a regular basis in order to be healthy. But uh, coffee drinking is okay. doesn't mean you have to drink coffee to be healthy. That's another misconception. Um, you don't have to drink coffee. I think the big thing is avoiding things that are toxic to your system. I've talked about inflammation before, several times before that I strongly believe that, that most patients' lifestyle causes inflammation of their body, basically injury to their body by the things that they're doing on a regular basis. I still drive by the uh, fast food chains every day and they're still packed (coughs) and I kind of cringe a little bit just because it just means that the message is still not out there that the message is still not out there that certain types of foods and beverages if consumed on a daily basis will tend to promote the development of disease and illness and the things that keep me busy every day and the doctors here in the Golden Triangle every day Typically, stem from consuming those bad foods and beverages. So, you know, if you're upset about the cost of health care and insurance and doctor visits, and because I hear that a lot in my office, just the cost of everything, the cost of getting routine laboratory work, the cost of getting just a regular CAT scan, the cost of Going to the emergency department and patients will get those uh, explanation of benefits, EOB reports that basically itemizes how much that doctor visit cost or how much that x-ray cost. Just so you know, folks, I mean, medicine in this country is big, big business, okay? One of the bigger businesses in our country. And so, <clears throat> at every step of the way, somebody has their handout wanting their cut of the big business. Every step of the way. No matter if it's your primary care physician, your consultant specialist doctor, your wonderful neighborhood hospital, you know, everyone has their handout wanting a piece of the pie. That is the business of healthcare delivery in our country. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Again, this is not a political show. This is just kind of a general observation I've made. Um, there have been some authors out there who've written about just how healthcare once was. You know, it wasn't really about the business side. It was really, truly more about helping people who were sick and finding out a way to make them feel better and their families, etc. And then. Over the past several years, you know, it has morphed into this uh, big mega business machine. Uh, The medical industrial complex, if you will, that's a term that was used for the military years ago, just to kind of indicate that there's a lot of money behind certain industries, military, medicine and I'm part of it and I'm just explaining it to you that yes it is extremely expensive I don't see it getting cheaper anytime soon it's too many people that are you guys heard that (laughs) it's a weather alert All right. so as I was saying you have to be careful out there when it comes to choosing what you want to do with your diet and your exercise Just because, hey, it can cost you in the long run. A lot of times, even like with uh, vaccines, I hear that a lot with the shingles vaccine. Um, There's a new one out there on the market, and it is kind of expensive, about $100, $200. But the thing I say to most people is, you know, if you do get an infection, a shingles vaccine, I'm sorry, a shingles infection, you know, you have to come to the doctor. You have to go buy medicines and sometimes the infection and the pain from the infection will last for several months. That means you have to purchase pain medicine. Again, you have to go to the doctor several times to get the pain medicine to see how you're doing. So it can morph into a very expensive adventure and it's just better to pay upfront to get that vaccine because the latest vaccine called Shingrex is reportedly more effective, about 98% effective, versus the old one, which is why we've promoted if you've had the old one, then certainly get the new one uh, because it is more effective. And they're recommending you start at the age of 50 uh, when it comes to that. But when you uh, think about just the expense behind certain diseases. With
1: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: pay more or pay a little bit up front because you're going to pay a lot more in the end plus the pain and suffering that you have to undergo if you do get a shingles uh, infection which again uh, can be anywhere in your body it can be on your face it can be on your torso your leg and it can be very very painful so um, go ahead and pay a little bit up front and uh, you'll be better served same thing with things like blood pressure monitors and blood sugar monitors you know sometimes these things can be very expensive but it's a good investment for your future because you as i've promoted on this show multiple times you want to know your numbers because again monitoring your numbers every single day will tend to help you decide if your diseases are under control or not and if they're not You know, then get into your healthcare professional and try to get your diseases under control because, again, from a primary care physician standpoint, that's really where our focus is, is prevention and reduction of progression of the disease. That's really where your healthcare professional that you see on a regular basis for your colds and sniffles and your refills, that's really where we're trying to maximize our efforts. You know, the, the subspecialists and consultants do their thing. And primary care physicians, our specialization is trying to prevent and reduce events such as that heart attack and that stroke. And that's why it's important that you go there and get that information and make sure you're in the right medicines so that certain things are less likely to happen, although, you know, we can never guarantee anything. Hey, good morning. Andrea, what's up? Good morning. Uh, I'd like to know what
1: is... um, this new thing going around now about beets and beet juice. Is there any is there any health benefit to it?
2: <coughs> well, you know, beets are kind of like vegetables and you know, we promote consuming vegetables on this show. I mean we're we're pretty big on that. So I think any time you can consume a vegetable, I think it's good for you. Now I, I think I I'm not a believer in juicing uh, some people like it, and I'm not here to tear their theories down. I'm just speaking from uh, an individual standpoint. I don't think there's any advantage to, uh, to break up a, a vegetable and then eat a, a single component or drink a single component where you're leaving all the other components of the vegetable out. I, I don't agree with that. So the you know vegetables are kind of ready-made to eat and consume, and there's no reason that you have to kind of uh, pulverize it or make it into a liquid to drink. I mean, I just I don't see the, the health benefit. Just eat it. OK, um, so again, you can consume beet juice or beets, but it doesn't mean that. Well, now that I'm consuming beets or beet juice, now I'm going to live forever. Now I'm I'm going to. I uh, feel 50% better than my neighbor who doesn't do bee juice. They're doing something else, but I'm doing bee juice. so I'm better than them, and I'm going to do this, this, and that because now, I'm, you know, n- nobody can prove any of that, and it's unproven. As I've mentioned in the show before, uh, medical research is very expensive. It's very time-consuming, And if most manufacturers or whoever's promoting a certain product don't have to do it legally, they're not going to do it. And so their statements are going to be somewhat weak in terms of what they can say. Um, The stuff that most doctors promote in their offices have undergone extensive research. Uh, It's taken time to see if, you know, if it works or doesn't work. Uh, that's the sort of stuff that we pay attention to. So most of these reports you get on certain ingredients or food products or what we call nutraceuticals, uh, you know, additives, things like that, that you can take. In my opinion, don't have the research that you need in order to fully promote that. So, you know, if you want to eat some beet, beets, that's fine. Um, I don't necessarily promote beet juice over anything else, uh, such as exercising not smoking, getting your weight down, because this is what happens. A lot of people will um, not exercise. They'll be 30 pounds overweight, but they're drinking beet juice. And they give themselves the false sense of security that, oh, well, I'm drinking beet juice now, so I'm going to be better. But I've, I haven't exercised in 20 years, and I sit down all day, but I'm drinking beet juice. Does that make sense? Yes,
1: yeah, so it's not any it's not any more uh, beneficial to you than any other vegetable.
2: Correct. All right. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> All right. We appreciate that. And we're going on our first break. This is Dr. Levine, Dr. Levine Medical Hour. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI.
0: The song playing on the radio. Let's wow. all right.
2: <laughs> and Dr. Levine, second segment. 896-KLVI 1-800-330-KLVI gave us a phone call. Uh, just rambling, talking about some uh, topics that I think are of uh, interest uh, to all of us. But uh, hey, if you want to talk about something else, lines are open. But one of my pet peeves, you know, as, as a doc and listening to patients. It's again, this, this confusion or misunderstanding about what it takes to be healthy. And to me, it's pretty simple. I guess maybe because I have an, an advantage because uh, I do it every day and I just can kind of see it. Um, but just as our last caller indicated, you know, there's always going to be Every five months, six months, every year, there's going to be a new thing out there that's supposed to make us live forever, make us feel 100% better and just do everything. And, you know, it's just so simple and straightforward. All you have to do is just drink this liquid for, you know, three times a day and rub this powder on you three times a day and just got to maybe do this pill packet, you know, once a week or yeah, it's from an exotic island or it's from some exotic sea. And it's, you know, even this issue with sea salt, you know, that was a big thing a couple of years ago. You know, cook with sea salt, you know, it's better and it's this and it's that. And, you know, it's just much more. It's much more than that. Okay. It's like I said, it's a package deal. You know, you have to do certain basic things every day in order to be healthy. And at the end of the day, it doesn't, and I know I'm maybe talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'm just trying to indicate to you that there's nothing out there that guarantees that you're going to be healthy and live forever. There's nothing out there. No, it just it's not, doesn't work that way. But to improve your chances of being healthy, And to maximize your opportunity to be healthy, yes, there are certain things you need to do. Again, life is unpredictable. And I think the the older I get, the more I realize that that we, you know, there's certain part of it we're just not in control of. No matter what we do, who we with, where we go, we're just not in control of it. There's a component of that. You have to be ready for that to tolerate that crisis or that episode where something doesn't go your way and you have to figure out how to get through that. That's what life is all about, getting through those crises and challenges. It's not always cakes and roses and ice cream. Anyway, hey, Stan, what's up? Hey, good morning. How are you, sir? Okay. How can we help you?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a medication, uh, Levaquin.
2: That's an awesome uh, antibiotic. I love it.
0: The, okay. I, well, the the reason I was asking is my wife was put on it a while back, and she, she almost immediately had some inflammation in her hand, and very very painful. And then then it started spreading. her 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 swelling in her hand went down. Then her neck started hurting. Now it's in her knee. So is is there something to that, or is is it is it is that a side effect of the medicine sometimes?
2: or? Yeah, I mean, antibiotics are, uh, they, they can cause side effects. And, you know, uh, Stan, we're trying to help the average person understand that antibiotics are strong and they can harm. Uh, we have a love affair in this country with antibiotics. I mean, we love them. We hate them. We want, I mean, it fixes everything. It cures everything. I mean, the first, for most people, when they get sick, you know, most Sorts of illnesses. Hey, I want an antibiotic. I mean, that is the one thing that people think of when they get sick of antibiotic. And you know, we're trying to get control over that emotion because we're overusing antibiotics in this country, and we're running into problems with the bacteria becoming resistant to the antibiotics. But antibiotics have a lot of side effects, and medicines in general can potentially have a lot of side effects. I mean, when you go to the pharmacy, they give you this uh, printout of all the potential things that could happen to you if you take this medicine. So the, the, th- the thinking goes that if you start any medicine that your healthcare professional gives to you and you start having physical symptoms, then it's probably from the medicine. And you need to stop the medicine and let your healthcare professional know. Because you know, if your wife has an infection, then she still needs to be treated with something, maybe not Levaquin, but something else. And so just stopping the medicine is kind of halfway. So you have to stop the medicine, call your healthcare professional, let them know, hey, my wife started having all these physical symptoms, what do you want us to do? And most of the time, you know, the doctor or nurse practitioner, PA will tell you to stop the medicine. They'll maybe call out something else. They may even tell you to come to the office or go to an emergency department, get checked out. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Require a specific treatment to um, make it go away. But uh, it is very possible for leviquin to cause those symptoms, so I would probably stop it and call your healthcare professional.
0: Yes, sir, I appreciate that. And, 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 he, and we did, uh, mm-hmm. stopped it immediately. One of the doctors, uh, she was actually on a vacation and had to go to an urgent care, and he told her to quit, to stop taking it.
2: Did, did she get something else?
0: She when she came back home, uh, we went to uh, an orthopedic specialist because we didn't know. If, I thought her hand was broke. To be honest, uh-huh. uh, it just looked that way, but it wasn't. They took an MRI, they, you know, X-rays, and <clears throat> it was just she had a lot of, uh, like I said, bad swelling in her hand,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. Um, they took some, ran some blood work, and uh, sent her to her back to her primary doctor that that had prescribed the levacone, and she said, you know, yeah, just don't take that anymore. And so we're still going through the process. I, I just, uh, you know, I googled it and looked at it, the side effects, and yeah. I didn't know, you know,
2: maybe it is. And Anything her- is possible. I mean, there's nothing that will prove that. You know, it could have just been a huge coincidence. Right. I mean, huge coincidence. Maybe she's got another illness going on and with joint swelling, we think of arthritis. So gout, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, right. those sorts of diseases can uh, come about. Uh, sometimes medicines can provoke lupus. So that might be a connection. That's something to look into. Um, but there's, there's no x-ray or blood test that says this is related to the levoquin. And really, there's no antidote to most of these medicines other than maybe some Benadryl for itching or rashes or steroids. We use a lot of steroids to uh, fight the inflammatory reaction that sometimes occurs when you take a medicine your body reacts to. Uh, That's prednisone or solumedrol, medrol dose pack, uh, decadron, all these medicines we use to to fight the, the inflammation. But, you know, if it is from the medicine, then the reaction should subside you know, in a week or so, it should go away. So if Mm. the symptoms are persisting, then I think your healthcare professional probably needs to think of another disease that's going on. Okay. Yeah.
0: Got you. I appreciate it very much. Yes, sir.
2: I appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Uh huh. And we deal with a lot of adverse reaction issues in this country. And the healthcare industry, Medicare, insurance companies are really prioritizing the issue of, medication adverse reaction in a lot of different ways. And I think it's important, again, because we are living longer and the pharmaceutical company is always pumping out more medicines for us to try and use. And the big topic of what we call polypharmacy uh, is never going to go away. It's only going to get worse. And that's a lot of what I do every day is making sure that I'm not over-medicating my patient because there's always more medicines to place a patient on and the more medicines you're on the more chance that you're going to suffer an adverse reaction from all these meds and we have to be very careful about that we have limitations when it comes to that Um, so we have to be uh, careful Um, we have a camera shy uh, caller that says that uh, their family member got a new shingles vaccine congratulations at the pharmacy no booster till September, December. Anything to do in, in between? No. No, they did good. I mean, hopefully they have no symptoms. That's one thing I've heard from the patients out there who've gotten the new Shingrex Shingrix, vaccine is that uh, sometimes it causes a little bit more physical symptoms from their action. It's okay. It's a little uncomfortable. But if you've ever seen someone with a shingles rash, and you don't want that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, you don't want that mess. So go get your vaccine. Like I said, no pain, no gain. We used to say that in football all the time. And in some instances, that, that's true. And really, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and the, the, the companies that produce the immunization, the vaccines, you know, they really, are, they really try hard to make the product neutral, Okay, so that when you take it, you don't feel any different. They really do, but they have limitations. Okay, they just do. I mean, it's very complex stuff, and you know, over the years, yeah, the medicines will get cleaner and better and more specific, just with our deeper understanding of the human body and genetics and just the production of pharmaceutical chemicals. Yeah, medicines are going to get cleaner and better. There's there's no question about that. But we still have some way to go with some of these products. Anyway, I'll go on my second break. Uh, Phone number is 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. I'll be back.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560-KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. All right.
2: Even if that Welcome back. Two minutes. Eight nine six KLVI. One 330 KLVI. Dr. Levine talking about medical minutia. Anyway, talking about medicine side effects are our concern about that in this country. Uh, that's one of the big priorities when you know I'm prescribing something. And the one thing that I wanted to talk about was in terms of medicine, it's just this uh, the the medical community in general getting away from certain medicines and medicine combinations. If you're someone who has pain or someone who has anxiety and pain and insomnia or lack of sleep, uh, there's been a big movement in the past year to reduce the combination of these medicines. So if you're like on a narcotic for pain, like a hydrocodone or Tylenol with codeine or morphine or OxyContin or Oxycodone. And you also take maybe something for sleep, such as uh, Restoril or Ambien or Sonata or even Xanax for sleep, which used to be used a long time ago. Uh, patient, I mean, healthcare professionals were handing that out for insomnia. But we're getting away from that combination such that patients are being asked to stop certain medicines even though they still have the disease like anxiety or pain or insomnia stop certain medicines and go a different direction I've found that uh, a lot of the pain management doctors here they are uh, stopping or restricting prescribing the narcotics if patients are on certain sleep medicines Um, or if they're on certain what we call sedatives of benzodiazepines and asking them to go talk to their healthcare professional about getting off those medicines so that they have a little bit more room to move with prescribing narcotics. Because again, uh, uh, two years ago, three years ago, there wasn't as much scrutiny as there is now about what healthcare professionals were doing in terms of prescribing medications. But this is a big, big priority in our country right now. So uh, you're going to get some pushback uh, if you are that patient. And just so you know, it's it's not anything personal. It's just that the medical community in general is prioritizing this. And, you know, I think at some point maybe we'll get there with antibiotics. You know, we, we try our best to try and limit the use of antibiotics in this country because um, we, we are just – using way too much antibiotics for just about everything in this country. And we just got to get control over that and hopefully it'll be prioritized in the future, you know, so that, you know, the patients are on board, the healthcare professionals on board, because I think, you know, doctors and healthcare professionals are kind of there already. But again, there's just a lot of pressure to prescribe these antibiotics, you know, for everything we, we come across this, especially with bladder infections or urinary tract infections. Um, in certain uh, instances. So uh, we have a camera shy caller who has a small bump above the left wrist, feels warm. it has been there for two to three weeks. Uh, They wanted to know if I had any ideas uh, what to tell the general practitioner when going next couple of weeks. Well, the good thing about any sort of skin rash or bump is just look at it basically is what most healthcare professionals would do just eyeball it maybe feel it try to move it around see if it moves just kind of see what it feels like Um, and that will kind of give them an idea about you know what it is um, in terms of a bump i think the, the more serious concerns for a bump at the top of the list would be cancer and cancer has a certain look about it so most healthcare professionals are familiar with what uh, skin cancer or cancer on the skin looks like and we'll know just by looking at it that ooh, that looks kind of concerning so we need to do something about that most of the time you know if it's cancer you get sent to if we think it is you get sent to a dermatologist and they biopsy it to confirm it and then you get treated pretty straightforward i think sometimes we run into an issue where, you know, someone has a skin lesion of of undetermined significance. They may say something to their healthcare professional. they may not. And it kind of just gets blown to the side, you know, initially. And then, you know, five months later, it's still there, or maybe it's bigger. And sometimes it still doesn't get prioritized. And that's really the The concern I always have when someone comes to my office when they say, oh, I have this little bump here, is uh, sometimes little bumps turn into bigger things and more serious things over time. So I typically will just say, hey, keep an eye on it. If it doesn't get better, let us know. Because as of right now, it doesn't look terrible, but I don't know what it's going to look like in five months. So you just have to kind of keep me posted on that. But typically with a bump, you just look at it. Most for most people, bumps are nothing to worry about. Again, remember the skin is a part of your—it's uh, a part of your body. Okay, it's your biggest organ, as they say in the medical community. It's a big barrier from the outside to the inside. So, it's connected to both worlds, inside outside. So, if something's going on inside, you might have some skin lesions. If something's going on outside, you might have some skin lesions. If, if it's happening at the same time, so. A lot of stuff is going to happen to your skin periodically. Going to develop some blemishes, some bumps, some redness, some itching. Uh, May not look a certain way. Um, And again, just because it's, you know, hey, it's a very important organ. I don't think it it gets the respect that it deserves. I mean, it's doing a very important job every single day. You know, it's a it's a barrier. It keeps you hydrated. It's part of your immune system. You know, and again, as I've mentioned to you before, if you want to look healthy and good and beautiful, and this is especially to my ladies out there, uh, you know, guys are not really into that cosmetic world too much. But again, ladies are always concerned about wrinkles and crow feet on the side of their their eyes and, and Botox injections and, and rubs and chemical rubs and just all this stuff out there, you know, for their skin to make it look beautiful and no blemishes and no wrinkles. And one thing that I have to tell people, I remind them, is that your skin appearance starts with your health. Let me say that again. Your skin appearance starts with your health. So you can't be out there going to the beauty salon and getting your makeup and stuff and doing all this stuff for your skin, but, you know, you're overweight. Or you're not exercising. Or you're spending all this time in the sun. Or you're not eating the right foods. Or you're drinking, smoking too much. I mean, you got to do all that other stuff health-wise in order to help your skin out. Again, because it's connected to the inside. So if you're damaging your inside, then guess what? Your skin's not gonna look good. So you have to understand that part. Hey, Joseph, what's up? Oh, doctor, I want
1: to ask you something. Yesterday morning, I woke up and my feet looked like a, a biscuit that swollen up. You know, real bad.
2: A biscuit?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, but what it was, I went to the ER last night, and what they did, they uh. Gave me uh, uh, some uh, some oh some little some little lacy tablets, and they put uh, uh, some uh, big long socks on my legs. So yeah. I mean, what, what I'm wondering is, uh, what 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 caused it? I mean, what was it really? They didn't tell you. No.
2: Did they do any kind of workup?
1: They, you know they did the X-rays. Uh, you know the uh, did the X-ray and they put the little deals on your chest. You know with the yeah EKG you know, monitors too?
2: Yeah, telemetry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swelling in the legs normally comes from either a blood clot in your leg, which they probably check that. Yes. Um, or it comes from heart problems, and uh, you're probably just going to need some more. You got to get with your healthcare professional on like a Monday, go in and see him or her, okay. and uh, let them uh, maybe consider a workup for heart disease. Uh, CHF, or heart failure, is what we call that. When your heart doesn't pump blood very well, then you start getting swollen. Yes. It can also come from kidney problems, but they probably checked your kidney function, and they would have said something if your kidneys were not working. It can come from liver disease, like if you have cirrhosis of your liver, you know, scarring of your liver, it can cause swelling in your feet. And you can have this condition called venous insufficiency. That's when your veins, that's the blood vessel that brings blood back to your heart. When the blood doesn't flow from your feet back to your heart as it should and the blood is sluggish, then it will promote this swelling to occur in your legs. We call that venous insufficiency. That comes from, you know, being overweight or being sedentary, uh, varicose veins and so in order to treat that immediately we just have people wear these pressure stockings or compression stockings which is what they gave you yes okay in order to uh treat it in the meantime and until you can get to your healthcare professional for a more thorough workup you know the er is there to determine if you have a life-threatening problem causing a symptom So they kind of do a focused evaluation typically to make sure you're not dying.
1: Oh, yeah. And if they
2: don't find something like that, then a lot of times they'll kind of patch you up and send you home to your healthcare professional so they can kind of do the rest. So they probably didn't know exactly, but they didn't find anything that was life-threatening. So they said, hey, here's some stockings, here's some diuretics, you know, try that and then follow up with your healthcare professional and they can kind of take it from there. So oh. I don't think they know exactly, but anytime you have swelling, that needs to be figured out because something is causing that. I almost forgot swelling can come from medications, certain blood pressure medicines uh, like amlodipine or Norvask, uh-huh. uh Pain medicines such as uh, gabapentin uh-huh. or neurontin can cause swelling. So... Don't ignore swelling. That's always a serious symptom. All right, sir. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Appreciate your phone call. Mm -hmm. And we uh, deal with swelling in the legs an awful lot. And we work that up an awful lot. And, uh, you know, prednisone causes swelling. Uh, And inflammatories cause swelling. So if you're like on Advil or Motrin or Leave or ibuprofen or meloxicam or diclofenac, Volterrain, all these different anti-inflammatories because, again, our culture and what we do to our bodies promote inflammation. That means joint pain. So there's thousands, millions of people out there with joint pain that are taking and inflammatories to help treat the joint pain. Well, there's a risk with these medicines, and I'll tell you what the risk is when I come back in two minutes.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI.
2: All right, Dan back. uh, Bob, what's up? Hey, good morning. Is there an inherent danger
0: in using Diclofenac as a topical rub every day?
2: Well, there's always uh, inherent injury or danger with any medicine that we use, and inflammatories in particular. I use Diclofenac rub. I prescribe it a lot, I should say, so uh, yeah, you know, the danger is that it can become a little bit more systemic and uh, the patient can suffer some of the injury related to prolonged anti-inflammatory usage such as uh, kidney failure, um, ulcers, it can affect your blood pressure if you have a condition called heart failure, it can affect that. the, the wonderful beauty about the rubs is it's supposed to be more of a, a local treatment because right. if you take a tablet, it's more systemic and you can have more collateral damage. So the, the idea behind the rubs is it's less chance of becoming systemic, although probably it does leak a little bit into the bloodstream, but it's at a much lower dose. And so the potential for harm or injury is a lot less, but yeah, it's okay. never zero. Right, right, right. Yeah, so well, I I use it a lot, and especially like if a person comes in with just like an elbow or a wrist or a shoulder, hey, just take the rub. Yeah,
0: well, with the wife and I, it's mostly in the shoulders, the shoulder and the neck area.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I right, I think if fitness. it yeah, if it works, I would use it. I think it's a much less risky approach than taking a okay yeah a tablet. But there's oh, it's never zero.
0: <laughs> right, right. All right, somebody else skin get on. Thank you very much. Great All right, job.
2: brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, and that's the thing I like to remind patients is that anytime you put something in your mouth or put it on your skin, hey, anything is possible, uh, which the pharmacists have helped us out tremendously in, in uh, distributing that information to patients so that they're fully informed. And I know a lot of people talk about these uh, commercials, about uh, medicines that they're being advertised to and how there's like a, this long tirade from this uh, the, the person talking on the commercial about all the different things that could happen. And most people at the end of that will say, you know what, I'd rather not take it. Because <laughs> all this stuff might happen. But you know, guys, anytime doctors or healthcare professionals prescribe something to you, we really feel like it's going to help you and that the risk of harm is a lot less and it's less likely to happen. But uh, anything is possible. So you just got to get back with your healthcare professional, let them know if you have any side effects. And a lot of times we stop it and we go a different direction. And uh, w- we just sometimes don't know what's going to happen. So you always have to have your, your ears uh, open and your eyes open for any side effect, especially if you're on several medicines. And, you know, if you're on medicines, talk to your doctor each time you go to the, the visit about whether or not you need to be on them or get off of them and what it's being used for you know it's part of your business anyway thank y'all for joining me this week be safe out there drink your water and exercise and uh, drink some uh, eat a beet it's good for you <laughs> we'll t- talk to you later um.
1: You have been listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. If you would like to contact Dr. Levine's office, call 347-3621. That's 347-3621. And thanks for listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI and on KLVI.com. We'll see you next week